Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, where we break down popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the Juggernaut, female dog. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> we are a family-friendly uh, podcast here, so we're not going to stoop to the level of certain movies. Like this one. <laughs> like this one. I can subjectively say that this is one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> I don't think you know what that word means. <laughs> and that's how we're starting off, folks. Okay, so this week we're continuing the X-Men franchise with X-Men 3, The Last Stand, which neither of us were very happy with. Uh, the Rotten Tomato scores, it, it has a 58% critic score, which is actually higher than I would have guessed. Yeah. And then a 62% uh, audience score. So those are relatively close. I've, I've noticed that with all the X-Men movies, for the most part, the, the audience and critic scores are fairly close together. Yeah. So Interesting. It's an interesting thing to point out. All right, Tyler, but uh, this movie's terrible. Give me your favorite thing and your least favorite thing. The, so, be the best part is we didn't even really think about this beforehand like we sometimes do. I feel like my favorite thing is probably... Oh, oh, it's, uh, directed by Brett Ratner from 2006. Yes. I put directed in quotes. Perhaps the greatest filmmaking aficionado of our time. Uh, the guy who did the Rush Hour movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I feel like Kelsey Grammer is probably my favorite part. The, the actor who plays Beast. Um, I like him a lot. I, I no longer like everyone, I would say. I, I would say I start to have significant problems with a large part of the cast. But he's pretty good. I, I feel like I, this is where your, your whole thing about hating Halle Berry really <laughs> starts to sink in for me. Because... Here's because they, they try to give her more screen time and thus it becomes more distracting. I don't really have a problem with anybody else's performance. Like in and of itself. Yeah, it's well, it's it's not that I don't that I think they're acting badly. It's just it for some reason, whenever I watch or when we were watching this movie, it felt like with every part of it, I was like, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. A little bit like if it if it's it's watching a TV show that you really don't care about. Like the the way it's shot and the way the the actors deliver lines, everything just feels very flat. Like it it feels like there's no dimension to anything that's happening. And so the movie's just kind of a series. For a while, it's just a series of things happening. Against eventually, it gets to a point where it's just ridiculous and and nothing makes any sense. But at least at the, at the beginning, it's just it's just a series of like conversations that have no there's no dy dynamism dynamism what there it's not dynamic yeah they, there's nothing it doesn't feel exciting it's just it kind of feels like characters are sitting there talking plainly and then whenever kelsey grammar shows up it's like wait i have a heart <laughs> it's it's Somebody's something is interesting putting some feeling yeah. into their performance and yeah, it's not so just it's, by the numbers and, and I, I don't really know how else to describe it other than that that just like it, it, pretty much any other conversation that, or any conversation in the movie that didn't have him was just like, uh... And before you do your least favorite, let's go ahead and say, for people who like the movie, you know, because there are some people who really like this movie. Um, I don't really get it, <laughs> why you like this movie, but that's, that's cool. That's, that's totally fair. If you like the movie, you know, you're welcome to send us a message telling us why you like the movie and not just call us idiots because we don't like the movie. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, film is subjective. Everybody <laughs> has their own opinions. Play nice, everyone. Continue. Um, my least favorite thing... Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good reversal, wouldn't it? No, I, uh, You can say Halle Berry again. I kind of want to say everything else. I kind of want to say everything else. I think else. you should go with Halle Berry again. Three for three. <sighs> but see, she's... Everything else is now on her level. <laughs> like, like before, before she was the the standout thing that I was like, oh, this is terrible. And but now, I'm, I'll say I'll say the entire triangle of of interactions and events between Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Wolverine. I think that might be my least favorite part of this. Is is the 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 combination of everything everything the movie does with those three characters? Yeah, but especially because in the first two movies, that was one of our complaints. That was and, that and was now, one of the worst plot elements that yes. they were trying to build up, 
And here they're trying to pay it and all it, off. It feel, well, it feels like we fixed it in the last movie. It feels like, okay, they, they finally got past that. And then they're like, well, nope! In, like, the last scene of the movie. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, it feels like, okay, so they, they've put a cap on that and we're moving on. Wolverine appears to be moving on and Cyclops is still on about it. Yeah. About losing Jean. Yeah, yeah. So, so we seem to be going different. No, no, we are we're going full force. We're going right back into it and harder than ever. And yeah. it's terrible. Okay, uh, my favorite thing. I don't. Once again, I don't. I don't want to try and steal your your stuff. That's what I, I let you go first. You know, um, I'll probably go with the score. Uh, John Powell, I believe, did, did the score for this one. I'm not to be confused with John Ottman, who did X Men Two and Days of Future Past. Um, yeah, I, I think it fits very well with with the idea of like this is the final battle. Like, I really love the theme for this one. Like, like I said, I, I think I said it in the previous episode, I, I like all the X-Men scores. Mm-hmm. And I think they all fit very well with their, their individual movies. Uh, and for the longest time, I actually liked this score over the X-Men 2 slash Days of Future Past theme. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I think it's because of Days of Future Past, I'm like, nope, that's number one. <laughs> uh, my least favorite thing. Well, the, I, I was just going to say really quick, it is weird how that that i feel like that is a every time we were reviewing a bad movie that is a valid answer is the film score is the best part i don't really know where that comes from but it feels like the it it feels like bad movies have a penchant for somehow managing to get at least one thing great and usually it's the score yeah i I guess well i'm thinking like the transformers movies yeah scores are wonderful and all of those the the um Spider-Man Sp- 3 score is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, is this, was that still Danny Elfman at that point? No. A lot of his themes were used, yeah, but it yeah. was not. It, it's still a lot of his themes, which we discussed in that one. Yeah. You can go back and review this. We don't, we don't think it's perfect for Spider-Man, but Danny Elfman knows what the crap he's doing. Yeah. So. But, but my least favorite thing, I think... You know, it's funny that they, I, I say at the beginning, I don't want to curse, so we're avoiding that stuff. Um... But I think it might be the, the pardon my French, the complete and utter bastardization of most of the main characters in this. Yeah. Everyone is either A killed off or B made to look like a complete idiot. Yes. And I I'm sure we'll get into yeah. that. But just the nobody thinks like two steps in front of them and it's just everyone has that mindset and it drives me nuts. Yes. Like I I'm just wondering what watching this movie is like. For, for for you sitting there next to me watching this movie, it's just like he looks like he's about to pop, pop a blood vessel in his eye. I mean, eye. I was pretty distracted by the movie the entire time I was watching it. Let me go ahead and just say, uh, I used to have a YouTube channel, and at one point I did a commentary on this on, on this yeah. film, and <laughs> actually got a whole lot of views. It's actually a really terrible video, and I and I eventually took it down, but it was just me teeming with angst-filled rage for an hour and a half, just complaining about every little thing I could find in the movie. <laughs> I have been having such anger built up in me <laughs> for this movie, <laughs> just for the longest time. And I can't really explain it. Yeah. It's kind of irrational. Well, it's kind of how I feel about Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Which I think is a good segue because I feel like this is a good time to bring up the everybody is a prick uh, roundup of all the characters. So let's 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 jump in. <laughs> I'll let you start. So so let's. I'll start with Jean Grey because she's like the 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 linchpin of the movie and the reason why it all kind of falls apart. They retcon the idea using a flashback to start off the movie of that that Jean Grey has actually been this super powerful, unstable maniac mutant. Uh, telekinetic lady the entire time ever since she's she's been a little girl and xavier put these blocks on her to stop her from things yeah apparently she's just suffering from bipolar disorder now yeah and (laughs) it it, so so the idea is that at the end of x-men 2 that gets unlocked i guess and then she goes crazy but it's like it, it feels so much... It, it makes so much more sense if she's slowly growing... Like, even if you're not doing any of the crazy alien stuff that's involved with the Phoenix. It's as, as much as I like that in the comics, I understand. That's This movie came out when? 2006? Six, yeah. yeah. 
the I understand that as far directed as directed by Brett Ratner from 2006. <laughs> God dang it. I understand that it's it's all uh, you know that that's that's maybe too far to go for for a superhero movie back then. I get that. That was ten years ago. We've come a long way, but you can do something else with it other than oh, we're just gonna say hey, she's she's going crazy now. That's it. We're fine now. Like like you can you can make it a lot more interesting by having her slowly grow into these powers as she does in the comics anyway, and have her have this kind of thing build until eventually she gets to the point where she's like okay. I'm I'm st- the power starting to get out of control maybe and then maybe you start to do some things with with maybe maybe you have somebody d- close to maybe you have Cyclops die not because of her but in in uh, unrelated way or something like that although I don't think you should kill off Cyclops in this movie you have someone close to her die and then that leads to her starting to to get more unstable you you can build this in an organic way that would still make sense with the escalation of the previous movies. And instead, they're just like, no, man, she created. <laughs> I think the worst part is the, the Phoenix side of her has no personality whatsoever. Yeah. It's just blank face. I'm I'm kind of angry, and I have very vague motivations. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, I don't like Professor Xavier. Gone. Okay. Yeah. Xavier just And dies. then she just joins Magneto for reasons. Yeah. I swear the second half of this movie was just question mark, question yes, mark, question mark. It really is. It, re- <laughs> it it seriously is the first half. You're sitting there thinking, I really don't care, but whatever. It's The plot's moving along. And then somewhere along the way, something just snaps. And you're just like, oh my god, none of this <laughs> makes any sense. Uh, wh- what what prick do you want uh, to address? We'll go, with, go with Wolverine. Um, uh... Because he he completely is just like... Oh, now I'm completely in love with Gene. I have no like, and and there's all this weird stuff where Gene is like trying to seduce him, and the semi sex scene is one of the most awkward things I've ever he seen. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't tell anybody that that he found Cyclops broken glasses at at uh what what's the lake uh, Alkali Lake. Uh, yeah, this this was really what drove me crazy. Like upon rewatch upon rewatch over the years, I'm like really trying to look at it because if you really hate a movie, at least for a film fan, you want to find out like every yeah. little thing that's wrong with it. That way, it's like if you ever get into an argument with someone, it's like I have every yeah. little thing. And it's like Wolverine is a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. It's like. What is going through his head? Why is he not telling Professor X and Storm that he found Scott's glasses? Happens. Or, and, then, and then once she escapes the X-Mansion, he, he's unconscious and they wake him up. And he's like, I think she killed Scott. And he's like, what? <laughs> Why now? What is and, happening? And that's not the only example of that. Like, of him... him being just just stupid like just the way like doesn't he doesn't he free her at one point no after he has his little spat with professor x of like oh you you can't cage the beast because sometimes the beast gets angry even though professor x is clearly like dude she cray i'm (laughs) putting these mental blocks on her mind because she's nuts and wolverine's like no i'm gonna creepily stay down here and like start stroking her arm or something (laughs) what is going on and Wolverine is just made out to be an idiot creeper in this. Yeah. And then at, at one point, he, he's, like, going to go find her after she's killed the professor. And he's like, the gene I know is still in there. I'm like... Is she, though? What? Hold on. What gene are you talking about? <laughs> because you seem to awfully enjoy the one that was making out with you. And that was not the gene we know. I think the yep. most awkward part is when, when he... He actually starts to resist, and then she like mentally unbuckles his belt, and it goes flying. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then this and then not... right and then right after that, he's like Scott, and he pulls out the glasses. I'm sorry, Brett Ratner. This is not what Chris Claremont was thinking. The Dark Phoenix would do. Can I can I just go ahead and say while we're on the on the topic of this sex scene. At the end, when he's walking up to make the ultimate sacrifice or whatever, and he's, yeah. he's going to go kill her, and he's walking up, and it's dramatic, and the music's great, and blah, blah, blah. And, and she's, like, just trying to disintegrate part of, parts of his skin or whatever. By the way, 
disintegration powers would overpower adamantium. Yeah. This is this is the point at which Wolverine becomes just invincible Superman yeah. character. Yeah. From this point on, he's pretty much invincible <laughs> in the rest <laughs> of the movies. But um, she's been wanting to have sex with him like the whole movie, but the one thing that's left on is like his pants. <laughs> I know it's a PG-13 movie. I know nobody really wants to see that. But then why did you try But it doesn't make any sense and within the, the internal logic of the story. If it's a PG-13 movie, why did you have weird sexual tension all throughout the movie? <laughs> Another stupid thing. She's like, when they're making out on the medical bed... She's clawing at his arms, and they're having to heal because yep. the cuts are like huge, gaping things. And Wolverine—that's not the point at which he stops. He Happens. keeps going for it. It just doesn't make any sense, and it—it it proves to me that they—they all—all it is is lust. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so they really didn't have anything going on with this Correct. relationship. Okay, whatever. Next prick. Go Cyclops! Ahead. Oh yeah, he's in it for like five minutes and dies. Moving on! <laughs> <laughs> hey, just, if the movie doesn't care about Cyclops, no, why should but we? But that's what I'm saying. It's the most ridiculous thing that it's like, hey, X-Men 2, you set it up where he could be the leader and, you know, he could do stuff. Instead, he gets in an argument with Wolverine about something. And then he goes... Oh, oh, Wolverine's like, hey, you need to move on past Jean. And Scott's like, nah, I, I, I love her. And then he goes <laughs> back to the lake, and then... Because apparently Jean's psychically calling yeah. to him. And he blasts his optic beams into the water. And that somehow awakens her. Sure. And then she just walks up, takes off his glasses, makes out with him, and then kills him off screen. Yes. Because, makes out with him. Weak. Because, hey, screw you fans who like these characters. Yeah. We're not going to even do them the justice of killing them on screen so you're, it's confirmed. Even though... I, I remember sitting there in the theater waiting for Cyclops to show back up at the end. Yeah. Like, I did not think he was dead. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious if anybody else felt the same. Of course, I was like 10 when this yeah. movie came out, so whatever. But I, I, I'm curious if anybody yeah. else really felt like that. I mean, they play it like that, where it's like, oh, well, he's off screen. You don't kill off a character off screen unless you plan on doing something with him later. Like, you, the only reason you do that is to make it vague about how they died, so that you can... It just doesn't make any sense. Like, like there's yeah. just no... Uh, there, it's it's not like they need to get rid of him to make the plot move along. Like, there, it's, there's no pur purpose to this. Yeah. It's, it's the stupidest thing. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and... and that, yes, that they should have pushed him as the leader, finally. Like, Cyclops is coming into his own. Yeah. And he's using, like, the death of Gene as, like, okay, now I've, I've got to make sure nobody... We're not put in this position again. You know, I, I, me and the professor were kidnapped last time, and the mansion was raided, and this cannot happen again. So he goes, like, level 11 in terms of, like, training everyone. Like, you could do stuff with yeah. that. And you'd think... You know, Wolverine's got to be the leader because the best defense is a good offense. Didn't you like how they set that up and paid that off? Correct. <laughs> and you'd you'd think, like, Cyclops, he's got to be... I guess I don't know this for sure. I feel like he's got to be the second most iconic X-Men, right? Yeah, I would, yeah you would, You would think so. Like, I can't really think of anyone else who would probably really... say Wolverine, Professor X, and, I mean, yeah, and, and then Cyclops X, are probably the top three. I mean, obviously Wolverine is the most, but like... Yeah. Yeah, the, you, can, you, you can make money off of this dude. Like, they seem to not believe that at all. Okay, let, let me go ahead and say this before we move on. People, there's been sort of a debacle over whether or not James Marsden was off doing Superman Returns. And that's why, like, he, he left with Brian Singer. Brian Singer, come on. You're, you're leaving this franchise that people are clearly in love with to go do Super... Whatever. But you, you gotta take your actor. But, but some people are under the impression that he did not... Like, he had plenty of time in his schedule and he would have been able to do both movies. The producers themselves said he had to go make Superman. Okay. So we only had him for a certain amount of time. Okay. I'm gonna go with them... Because they were there. So in that certain amount of time, they decided, hey, let's not find something easy to write him out. Like, oh, I don't know, maybe 
he gets putting him in a coma. Yeah, soap opera style would have sure. made more sense. That's fine. Give it, raise the stakes because then you're like, oh, she did something bad to Cyclops. Oh my, do something. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> I give up. Storm continues to be acted by Halle Berry. Anyway, and, and, uh, and she she actively sought to get more of a role in these movies, and they actually gave it to her. They 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 so. Figured- the worst part is she doesn't even become the leader of the X-Men. Wolverine is still the leader at the end. And it's not... <laughs> and Storm's just like, you shouldn't go try and save Jean. Okay, I guess we'll go fight it out for Traz now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then she's all upset about the cure. And she's like, oh, d- no, nobody should take that. You, you, w- this isn't a disease. Whatever. <laughs> I feel like that's got to be like she felt like she could kind of swing her weight, swing her her weight around uh, as a. Uh, I think as, this was X Men Two was two thousand three. I believe Catwoman was two thousand four, and then this was two thousand six. Was this just her trying to cover her butt? Maybe <laughs> she's like, I need to make up for Catwoman. Yeah. Give me well, something. Well, that, that and I feel like also she was like, oh, as a new director, you know, kind of a, a corporate just. Uh, figurehead i yeah. can i can mess i can just be like oh yes man yeah i can get more or i can get more time from this and then then brian singer came back for days of each past i was like no man <laughs> you you get back you get there three lines <laughs> who is the dumbest character in this movie is it magneto or is it wolverine they're they're competing i feel like it's it's close one it's a close one they completely ruined magneto's character in this movie yeah Okay, so so he he starts off. He's building up his. I, pu- I put army in quotes because it's mainly just a bunch of hipsters <laughs> in a forest. <laughs> but so so he watches Professor X get brutally murdered. Correct. By 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 Miss or no Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be a completely different movie by by Jean Grey, and then he's like, I want her. <laughs> She's gonna help me do things. I want her. <laughs> And then he has the line when he's doing his, his big Hitler speech in front of the yeah. hipsters in the forest, where he's just like, they have their weapons, we have ours, and I just want one of them, I want all of them to raise their hands and be like, what's she gonna do? <laughs> Who is this woman? <laughs> just, Isn't that the girl that murdered Professor Xavier? <laughs> The greatest peaceful mutants right mutant rights activist the world has ever seen. But but then it's like okay, what's what's his plan? Because he wants to take over. He wants to get the cure. I guess why? I, I think he wants to destroy it or use it does, on well, the he, mutants. Does that he want fight. To, does he want to kill the the kid that they're making the cure? I guess. Of? I think that's the idea. Yeah, but anyways, it, it gets to the end of the movie and. Phoenix starts going crazy and just destroying everything. It zooms in on Magneto's face and he just goes, what have I done? And then he runs away for dear life. It's, okay. Yeah. I, I thought Magneto was much more complex than this. He is, and, he is one of the greatest villains in any superhero yeah. movie. And, and I feel, or the, the other thing that really bothers me. Uh, so, so he goes and, and they put, Juggernaut and Multiple Man and Mystique. Oh and, yeah, they're in the mobile in, in a mobile prison. prison. Yeah, it's a big truck with some cells in it. I don't even know if the cells are big enough. Like if the truck is big enough from the outside to actually contain what's inside the truck. I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't. The, the idea is that it's like they're able to protect its location from Magneto using this. I don't. I don't really know if you got. They got to spend money on gas. It's a big truck. It's probably very expensive to maintain if they're just constantly driving it across the guy. This feel it's bad for the environment. This feels like <laughs> this feels like it's this not is, very green friendly. Yes. Okay. Especially well, I mean, I, I guess I guess Dominic Green from Quantum of Solace would not be happy with you <laughs> right now. Okay. I like to think that that's where Magneto's getting a lot of his hipster army. He's using that as an example. <laughs> Look, the big, the big bad government. They're they're ruining the environment with this mobile <laughs> prison that we've already destroyed. Anyway, yeah, it, 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 he goes and he, he destroys it and he, he, he tracks them out. And then in the process of freeing them all, 
Mystique gets shot with a cure dart. Yeah. Right? Magneto, he's... he's who, and the guy who fires it just immediately gets burned alive by Pyro. Happens. Magneto... Oh, yeah, Pyro's still a character in these movies. Yeah. He doesn't do much in this, does he? He really doesn't. He's just Well, like, he, he has a very well, important... Iceman, I'm, I'm mad, you... He has a very important part in the final act to talk about. Oh! <laughs> uh, I hate the third act. Yeah. I agree. Uh, he, but Magneto, uh, he's he's a reasonable dude. To, he, the, there's a reason he still plays. He still is perfectly fine with playing chess with Xavier. They they conflict greatly in their 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 differences, but but he he still respects the man. Yeah. He would not. Ju- he just leaves Mystique naked in this <laughs> mobile prison in the middle of nowhere. He wouldn't do that. That's not that's not Magneto. Yeah. He's not like oh. You're human now. I I'm, I can't even touch you. you. He worked with this woman for how many years? At, at least give her some pants. <laughs> the dude's the dude, dude's got some loyalty. Like it would have been nice. If, that would have been a great thing for Magneto to do if he takes off his weird cape yeah. thing and, and like gives it to her yeah. and is like, okay, you know you can't, no. you know you can't really be a part of us anymore. But you know we'll yeah. take you yeah. to like a nearby town or something. Nothing. Naked on the ground, and they just walk away. Would have been great, no, if, if he just takes off his helmet and gives it to her and walks away, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is enough. But yeah, like, th- no. <laughs> that's not how that's not Magneto rolls. And then later Mystique gives the government information about the hipster base, and yes. it ends up being a fake-out by multiple man. Yes. And then there's a little ambiguity. I, I listened to the commentaries uh-huh. on this. God, I would did way too much research on this movie. <laughs> it's been years in in the making, people. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast, but it, supposedly there's some ambiguity about whether or not she is purposely helping Magneto by giving uh-huh. them this, this fake information. Uh-huh. But it's like the way they played the scene where they just leave her naked in a truck does not really <laughs> jive with that. Yeah. It's terrible. I didn't. I got nothing. Like uh, one of the most complex superhero villains you've had, and you're you're making him a cookie cutter I'm... idiot with very vague motivations. Yes, yeah, exactly. And like no character. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Anymore. Exactly. I uh, would die. Also, no, another thing I, f- I forgot to mention earlier with Wolverine, uh, when Wolverine invades the hipster base, he. Uh, <laughs> He gets in a fight some way or another. I, I forget what happens. I don't really care. He's, like, trying to find He just Jean runs Grey. into the weird guy with the bones that grow yeah. out of his arms. Yeah, and he's got these weird, like, like... They literally just run into each they other. They look like, yeah, they look like pine cones coming out of his arms, and, like, they're weird, and whatever. And and this dude is launching them at, at Wolverine. Like, he, 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 like, sticks them out of his arms and then chucks them at Wolverine. And, and, and Wolverine gets stabbed by one, rips it out, and heals back, all while this dude is staring at him. Yeah. He runs at this guy, and the guy just starts running at Wolverine. I don't think this is going to end well for you, buddy. That wasn't a good call. I, I don't think you you knew what you were doing there. You just watched this dude heal from the only way you can hurt him. That's not my favorite part of that scene. My favorite part is the other guys that try to find Wolverine, and they're trying to fight him, and that hmm. the fight's over really quick. They're mutants. Why are they carrying bats and shotguns? <laughs> I like to no, think they're actual just human hipsters just hanging out in the woods, no, that, like outside of Magneto's it's, camp. It's, it's like it's like on Tumblr when people like claim they they are mentally actually like giraffes and stuff, or they claim to be like other animals or fictional creatures in their mind. It's like that. They 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 claim to be mutants, and they claim their mutant powers are using bats and shotguns. Nobody told them those are things other humans do too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I like to think that there's there's some some chill dudes just hiking the Appalachian Trail, and they find this giant array of tents and and weirdos just just filling this this clearing, and they're like, hey, this seems like a cool place to hang, and they just join up. This seems like a <clears> cool <throat> place to kick it. God, I hate this movie. <laughs> I hate those movies too, but I hate this movie as well. Now you know how I feel. <coughs> anyway, is Professor X <clears throat> one of the smartest people in this movie? Even though he's still kind of acting stupid. 
smart in quotations. He gets killed off before he can yeah. really do anything. He's, a, he doesn't, uh, He's just like, hey, Wolverine, you're being dumb. Exactly. This plot is terrible, but hey, I guess I'm doing the most logical thing I can by telling you you're dumb. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, Moving on. Uh, who else we got? Angel, who's in it for <laughs> two minutes. Well, he's, he's, he's great because... He gets two great scenes. Yes. You... But, but like the, the opening, mm-hmm. they they nail it, nail yeah. on the head with with the little angel cutting off his wings that are starting to grow out of his out of his back, and the dad runs in, you know he's banging on the door and he eventually breaks it down, and he's like, no, not you too, and like the kid is crying and he's like, I'm sorry, yeah. like that's that's like dramatic, that's, that's heavy, that's that's classic X Men, like that's yeah. perfect, like. Yeah, keep doing that. They don't. They don't keep doing that. And, and then, like, the scene where he goes in to get the cure, and he's like, no, nah, I don't want him anymore. <laughs> and then he just leaves. But, like, yeah. Ben Foster's a great actor, so the scene's yeah. great acting-wise. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the best part, too. Right after Xavier dies, all of the, the guys are just kind of standing... The X-Men are just kind of standing around the mansion. Is this mansion. the most useless scene in the movie? Yes, I would agree. Maybe. I'd actually have to probably go back and think about it. But if yeah. at that moment in time, it does feel They're like actually it. debating shutting the mansion down because and Xavier's not teaching dead. anymore. And Angel just walks in right as they're having this conversation. He's like, I heard this was a safe place for mutants. And Storm's just like, I guess we're leaving the mansion open then. Storm's like, you bet it is. <laughs> And no, but she gets, like, really pumped up. Yeah. She's like, hey, no, that's what I'm saying, hey yeah. tell the students the school stays open. And Wolverine's just like... We never we never told any of the students that there was even any talks of closing yeah. it. Like, <laughs> we haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> we literally just brought this up two seconds ago. Were you here? Are you okay? Yeah, it... it, it, it the, the contrivance of him walking in at that exact moment and the fact... That the scene literally means nothing because it's completely self-contained at that point. There, it it doesn't affect anything. It just it's not a consequence of anything or or effective of anything. Like it's just, it's just there and it does nothing to anything in the movie. It infuriates me that there is not a scene where Angel actually joins the team. <laughs> like Wolverine comes back and he's all beaten up and whatever. He's like, oh, they're gonna attack Alcatraz. We gotta go. And there's Angel just like leans outside a doorway and it's like. I guess I should do something about that, shouldn't I? And then it, we don't see him again until the end of the Alcatraz fight. In which the only thing he does is save his dad. And by, the physics of that are stupid, by the way, with, with the X-Jet making it all the way to San Francisco from New York, and then Angel's like 20 minutes behind. <laughs> I'm sure he can fly fast, that's but, how, that's but how, like supersonic. Jet no, that's how speed works. If you can, it, you know, the the X jet, it can go. You know, maybe that's why I can't even make this work on the slightest. Now that I think about it, were you actually going to try and give me some BS reason? <laughs> no, it wasn't going to make any sense. But I was going to try and BS my way through it, and I realized you can't even do that. Oh God! But uh, like that, that should that should all be I can the make of where he's like. Oh, my dad's there. The, I, I I know that facility inside and out. I can help you guys. Like, that's you. No. All I can think of is he from... He doesn't even get a uniform. That was the worst part. Both him and Cyclops are on, like, the propaganda stuff for this movie. Yeah. I don't want to call it advertising. I'm not calling it advertising. <laughs> I'm not giving you that much credit. I'm going propaganda. And they're in, like, the X-Men suits. Angel gets his own X-Men suit in the propaganda. It's like... <laughs> Why doesn't he have that in the movie? Whatever. <laughs> All I can think of when he saves his dad is is from Toy Story Two, when uh, Buzz Lightyear. I think it's Toy Story Two. My no, it's Toy Story Two. When when Buzz Lightyear, the the like copy of Buzz Lightyear, uh, that they get from the market finds I know what finds Zer- finds out Zerg is actually his dad. And it's it's like a parody of the Star Wars thing, and then the the last time I think the last time we see yeah. him is is he's like, 
I can't join you guys, I'm gonna go play catch with my dad. And then he's, like, Zerg's, like, shooting me bullets, and he's like... There is zero reconciliation to the, that whole thing. His <laughs> He just saves his dad, and there's not, like, a scene afterwards where, where his dad's like, okay, I accept you for what you are, you know, you saved me, I love you, son. Nothing. We do not see either of them again. <laughs> we, don't even see, we don't even see Angel back at the X-Mansion. I don't think... God. Oh, Whatever. no, because he's flying by the San Francisco Bridge at the end of the movie yeah. for reasons. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Why are there two love triangles in this movie? I'm going to ask you another question. Oh, boy. Why aren't there three love triangles <laughs> in this movie? Okay, so... Love triangles are the pinnacle of drama. They're very important to making a good movie, okay? I hate you. <laughs> so they completely ruin Rogue's character as well. Correct. I feel like that, that really is what most of this is just running up. They ruin this character yep. this way, they ruin this character well, that's, this that's way. That's why I thought it would be good to, to go the same route as uh, Spider Man 3. It's it's the same problem. But that took like five minutes. That's this true. is taking the whole time. That's true. <laughs> They're I mean, ruining we're, the we're getting a lot of groundwork done. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. All I can think of is. <laughs> another random reference to another movie that has no relevance to this podcast. All I can think of is Jurassic Park 2, the, the line where uh, Ian Malcolm says to John Hammond when they're trying talking about like making a new park or whatever, and he's like, No, no, you're you're not making the same mistakes, you're you're making all new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Spider-Man 3 came out later. Whatever. It's it's they're they're finding more complex ways to ruin characters. But Okay, this is the point where you Rogue comes into her own and she becomes like the, the spitfire charismatic extrovert that she is in the comics. Sure. That would be nice. Here she's just like, I, I don't like you anymore, Bobby, except I want to hold your hand and make out with you, so I'm going to get that cure. Okay, bye. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's all intertwined because Kitty Pride's just that she's a victim of this like weird, just <laughs> sudden oddness between both of these characters. But it's not even like she, she is clearly attracted to Bobby. It, it's not even played that way. She's she's almost played as like a, just a little girl. Like, I mean, it's Ellen Page, so she's not. But like, it, it's it's played like she's just not, just naive, naive, innocent victim. She doesn't, she doesn't know what she's doing. I mean, or anything. she's fine. She gets nothing Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Ellen Page is great. Except call Juggernaut a, say it with me, folks, a dickhead. <laughs> Right after he calls her a female dog. <laughs> and, and I, I mean, I like Ellen Page. I'm not saying that Ellen Page acts like that. I'm saying the dialogue, the way she's played in this. Yeah. It's just very weird. Ellen Page, I, I'm, I'm very happy at least that we got her out of this movie because then Days of Future Past, they were able to bring her back Pretty and make her sure interesting. when Matthew Vaughn was set to direct this. Yeah. Who, you know, of course he went on to do First Class. I believe that was one of the things that he did that is that was left in this movie. Interesting. Her casting. Okay. I think. That's Could cool. be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, good for Matthew Vaughn. <laughs> but yeah, the, it's funny because it's not Brett Ratner doing a thing I actually like in this movie. No, it's funny because Matthew Vaughn quit this because of the scheduling stuff. He's like, this movie's being way, made yeah. way too fast. I can't do this. And then First Class actually had a much smaller, more constrained schedule. <laughs> And that ends up being like a ten times yeah. better movie. Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> but but anyways, Rogue is just upset at Bobby for reasons. Well, well, Bobby, there's weird like vibes that you get from Bobby that he's like totally okay with like cheating on Rogue, or he's really dumb. Because either it's a complete bastardization yeah. of his character, uh-huh. or he's just an idiot. Yeah. And because it all comes back to that. It really does. Because the idea is that he is... Or he, at one point after Xavier's death, he creates this ice skating rink for Kitty Pride because, because she, he conveniently notices she has ice skates yes, in her room when he's trying to console her. <clears throat> because he's specifically trying to console her, even though you'd think like maybe Rogue would be more upset about Xavier dying. I don't know. Just a thought. But yeah... It, she, he's like, okay. Hey, I'm, I'm, what if Colossus is broken up about <laughs> Xavier's death? Maybe he needs to go. Ice what about skating? Deadpool? Did anybody think about Deadpool? 
No, uh, but yeah, he goes and he's like, oh, I'm going to make this ice skating rink for you. And it's not just like he makes the, the thing and then he's just like, yeah, have fun. And she's like, and he just sits they, on the side. They like, skate together. They skate together in a, in a strangely a romantic feeling way. And it's like, Bobby, this doesn't seem no, cool. But, it, but, it, uh, but they don't go all the way with it, right? Because they don't yeah. even like kiss at the no, end. No, no, I mean. She's just like, thank you for this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still nice. You can, you can argue with it. And up. Conveniently watching, yeah. and she just scoffs. And he's like, "Okay, I'm getting that cure now." But again, it's the worst part is Wolverine like has that little interaction before she leaves, and he's like, "I hope you're not doing this for some boy." And the look <laughs> on her face is like, "Yeah, I'm totally doing this." For some <laughs> well, of boy. course, I'm doing it for some boy. Why else would I be doing it? But yeah, it. it... And then, and then there's at the end, she shows back up, and he's like, "I guess you got the cure." And it's you. You think it's gonna be like, oh. You know, maybe she's going to be like, no, I decided not to. Even though she hasn't shown... It would still not work very well because she hasn't shown up for the entire third act. She's completely gone. <laughs> There's one... Iceman is looking for her, and then Colossus walks by, and he's just carrying a huge TV under his arm. That's, that's a nice touch. He's like, yeah, she took off. And I, <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking of Bobby's eyes like, nobody told me about this? How do you know, but I don't? <laughs> yeah. I'm not socially awkward, okay? <laughs> And, and, yeah, you, you think she's going to be like, no, I decided not to get in. It's like, oh, and, you know. Which and, is an alternate yeah, scene and, that was shot. Which would have been great. Which would have been, I mean, great, quotation marks, but it, it would have been not complete crap, yeah. which is what we got. And instead she's like, yeah, I had to do it. And he's like, okay, we can kiss now. I really want Storm or Beast to walk by five seconds after that scene is supposed to end and be like, you know, you're kind of human now, and, you know, we don't discriminate or whatever, but this is kind of a place for mutants. <laughs> you're going to have to get your crap and get the yeah. heck out. <laughs> and and the thing is, too, that at the end of the movie, Mag Magneto in the final act gets hit with a cure, right? <clears throat> at the end of the movie, we see him, like, <clears throat> twitching a, a chess piece. Yeah. That's a metal chess piece. And he's like, oh, oh, he's, got, he's getting his powers back. I just want the I, the mental image of Rogue and Bobby doing the do in, in, in doing middle, the do yes in the middle of of, of uh, Xavier of the night at Xavier's mansion whatever they're just you know stuff's happening and then just suddenly hear oh god <laughs> because <laughs> the implications of that are wonderful the cure is a complete boss because it it, it obviously it, that means that I mean I mean you could I guess you could argue that Magneto is very like has a lot of willpower or whatever. But you would you would think it's probably just supposed to, and, and yeah, you said uh at the end of Days of Future or in Days of Future Past, the road cut, uh Well I mean she just has her powers. Yeah, she has her powers back. So obviously it's not different. <laughs> I love it. Like when it comes to Rogue and and having her take the cure, and apparently there was like a whole bunch of debate on like the cast and crew mm -hmm. about about that. But I'm I'm just thinking about like a minority or someone who, who's different feels like an outsider watching this movie and seeing her just like seeing her built up through the first two movies and then she just takes the cure it's like I'm thinking of like a gay kid watching yeah. that who's like afraid to come out and it's like what is their takeaway from that yeah that's a horrible precedent to be <laughs> setting and that's that's like okay we're gonna try and play like you know realistic cause not everyone's like that but it's like no which which you you, you set up characters and you build them up and you have them do things that are in character. Yeah. <sighs> Which is the thing that really sucks is she's she really is like an, an of the perfect mutant allegory because it's it's she is the the type of mutant that is the most directly she needs to be able to control her powers and she is the most dangerous. Yeah. If she doesn't. She she like that 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 all works so perfectly and like like for her character that it, the fact that she turns on that just just kind of ruins everything about her arc as well as kind of the the running theme of the X-Men throughout these movies. Stupid. Whatever. Uh <laughs> Is that is that all the characters covered? I guess. So before we get to the final act, which is just complete garbage. Yes. I want to address one scene, because I feel like this ha is like a focal point for a lot of just stupid yeah. nonsense. It's the fight at Jean Grey's house, when, when Professor X gets brutally murdered. 
I love that Magneto's last line to Juggernaut before him and Professor X enter the house is, nobody gets inside. Juggernaut's first action after, like, him and Wolverine run at each other, and Wolverine just gets knocked to the ground, he picks him up and just throws him inside the house. And then there's a later shot where he, like, throws him <laughs> through part of the ceiling and then he falls back through another part. It's like... What is the geography of this house? How big is this house? Because the 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 Jean Grey killing Professor X thing is like so separate from this fight going on. Like, Even though it's not like there's all the stuff that should be ha- that seems to be happening because of Jean Grey, but yeah. like all the actual damage is concentrated. Like, nothing. It does not connect at all until like she starts lifting up the house. Yeah. For some reason. Whatever. And then Wolverine's like, oh, hey, I should probably fight my way to try and get to the room. And it's, uh, eh. I hate this movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and Storm gets to do a little action scene with whoever runs kind of fast. She she does her little Callisto, I think. She... It's like oh, a yeah. mix of like five different characters oh, yeah. from the comics, That's the and she is somehow able to to like determine the power level of mutants. Yeah. Oh, another stupid <laughs> thing: the 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 classification of mutant powers is just a thing now. Yeah. And it's not even like a throwaway line of oh, we recently came up with this measurement for people's powers. It's like no, Jean Grey's a level five. She's always been a level five, and we've always I, seen her as a level five. I like that. That would have made a lot, a lot of sense. Like that would have been fine if that's how they st- the first movie if they brought that up, and like it wasn't even like it's a new class. Like if that's just like oh, this is how we classify mutants, and that was accepted, but that hasn't been brought up at all in the first two movies. No. And so it's like oh, okay. And apparently that's from Joss Whedon's Astonishing X Men run. Maybe. I think that's earlier than that. I could be wrong with that. But, um, and, see, their argument would be, well, we're trying to pull this thing from the comics. And it's like, yes, but it doesn't work with the universe that you have set up. Uh-huh. You, you need to stick to the ground rules of your universe, otherwise <clears throat> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <sighs> okay, before we get into the final act, do we have any other stupid things we want to pull? There's probably, like, a million more things I could do. I'm sure there are. I think, that, I think that's... Have we talked about the the uh, storm Wolverine fog thing? No. When they go to Alkali Lake, oh, another <laughs> stupid thing. So they land in a whole bunch of fog, and they just walk down the ramp, and Storm is just like, you don't want to be here. And Wolverine goes, do you? It's, this is dialogue, people. And then Wolverine's like... Someone was paid to write that. And then Wolverine's like, oh, I can't see a darn thing. And Storm is like, oh, I can take care of that. And she just gets rid of the fog. It's like, it, it was clearly supposed to be so they couldn't see the gravity stuff that the Phoenix is messing yeah. with and all the things above the ground just all over the place. But it's like, okay, if you couldn't think of a way to do that that made sense, you shouldn't have done it at all. You're not wrong. <laughs> Or just have them be like land in the forest and they walk through the trees and they see all sure. this weird stuff. Like, yeah. Why am I having to rewrite this movie that people were paid to write? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Is, is there anything else? I, I think that covers just about everything. Like, like I said, I, I could probably keep on going. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we... <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of a short movie. I know, it's but, amazing how much bad there is in an hour and 45 minutes. Well, because minutes. all it is is, is, is just... At least the Transformers movies, it's like, well, it's two and a half hours. I mean, I hate that about those movies, but it's like, they stretch out their bad. Yeah. yeah. This is like... All it is is just forcing characters into the things that into situations that don't make any sense for them and actions that don't make any sense for them so that they can extend this movie long enough to put it in theaters. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah... So, so the, the final battle. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's start with the bridge. Well, well no, 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 no. I, I want to start first with uh, the fact that, that uh, the hipster base, right? <laughs> this is, this is located. Have we determined where this is located? No. It, is it, I'm, I'm fairly certain that it's it's implied because of, like the way the some of the Jean Grey stuff works. It's implied that it should be, you know, it's somewhere in the middle of like the East Coast. Somewhere yeah. near New York. And- well, because Wolverine is able to go there, and yeah. he just kind of, I guess, walks back to the X-Mansion, yeah. I guess. 
Yeah. Well, no, 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 because they show him riding with the motorcycle out. Never mind. But still, like, like the way the geography of the rest of the movie works, you'd think, okay, this is all happening on the East Coast. Yeah. How does his mutant army get over to, to San Francisco? <laughs> How does this happen? And it gets over there, like, faster than Wolverine is able to get back to the X-Mansion. <laughs> to be like, hey, they're attacking Alcatraz, but they just happen to be doing it right now. <laughs> even though I saw them, like, half an hour ago. What in the world? Such a bad movie. Okay, so he moves the bridge. Yeah. Okay, fine. Transporting your guys over to Alcatraz. But Alcatraz is the dumbest place to keep this cure facility at. Yeah. Why? (laughs) It's a name people recognize. And if your argument is, oh, we're trying to protect it from, you know, this terrorist. You You know he controls metal. You know there's a giant metal bridge right Smack dab there. Think! <laughs> Just think! Like, this should have been the first movie to really be like, we are having the the metropolitan area. We're just like, this is where the big final yeah. battles have. Like, this should have been the first movie to do that, right? Yeah. Like, not Transformers, which was a year later, or Spider-Man 3. Like, this should have been the one. Yeah. But no, we gotta fight on Alcatraz because I guess we, we can build a set. Like Yeah. I I got nothing. But then the physics of the bridge don't even make any sense because he sets it down. By the way, why does he not use the bridge to like destroy like half of Alcatraz? Yeah. Like he if he if the purpose is to kill the kid, just drive the bridge on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're done. Crumple the bridge up into the big ball and boop. Hey guys, good work. I did everything good myself. Good work, hipster army. The Phoenix ended up not doing anything. Surprise, surprise. But you know, yeah. I'm the OG, okay? <laughs> but no, he just like sets it down and then it turns day to night in like a split oh, yeah. second. That happens. No, they were all just chilling. They were waiting for the X-Men. They realized that they accidentally broke the laws of <laughs> physics on the way over. They were like, oh crap, we gotta give them a fair, fair shake there. <laughs> but it's just like, the bridge should not be holding itself up. Correct. Like there's, and it, it's very clear that Magneto is still not holding it up like with his mind. <laughs> like, it should collapse. <laughs> no, it's just there. <laughs> it makes no sense, and I want it to make sense. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. Oh, and the Magneto's like, hey, the, the pawns go first. And then he just sends all the weak... <laughs> the weak he, sends, he sends all the, all the hipster hikers that happen to show up along the way. It's like, um, I thought you wanted mutant equality and all... Oh, wait, Magneto's not the same character. He's <laughs> just an idiot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it's not even like a... He, there's no plan. He's acting like he's this... He's being a chess master right I'm now. I'm sending the idiots first. They're gonna get taken down. Eventually, me and Pyro will do all the groundwork, well, and then Phoenix oh, will do no, something. No, 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 that's, that's my favorite part, <laughs> is that, so he sends all these Jumping guys out, a, little bit. A, bu- a bunch of them are getting shot by stuff and things and whatever. Oh yeah, because the, the, they're using the, can I just point out how stupid it is that Magneto does not realize they have plastic weapons? Like, he makes a big deal about, he, he's like trying to con- break the guns, and he's like, humans and their guns like yeah. like he says that in the first movie i believe and he, he tries he's like plastic they've learned it's like i thought you were supposed to be on top of this situation how do you not know this like yeah. i thought you were intelligent yeah i don't know and then but but the <laughs> I'm, I'm a broken man yeah the uh so so they all a lot of them get shot and stuff and nothing really happens and then <laughs> Magneto's master plan to start like really attacking Alcatraz is is he and Pyro stand there and he, well, he this is this is after a good way through the battle but whatever it's a stupid battle I don't I I don't no can I just point out he get, he gets Arclight who's a character I guess to use shockwaves to destroy the guns it's like. Can you just you, <laughs> destroy the people, or destroy the island, or wouldn't that have been your first plan of attack? Hey, they have weapons. Destroy them. Okay, we're good. They can't defend themselves. <laughs> like there are so many different ways. Like this battle could have been over in five seconds. Yeah. But no, 
we, we but this is a climactic end. Come by the way, they keep talking about like this is the ending of a trilogy. It's all been leading up to this, and, and you know, in the first one, yeah. it's like there's a war coming. There's a war coming. This is not a war. This is literally, literally, because the movie says this itself is a thirty minute skirmish. <laughs> by the time the X Men show up, the president is like, "How far away are our ground troops?" And then Trask says, 30 minutes. And then at the end of the fight, the troops show up and start shooting at Phoenix. 30 minutes. This is not a war, people. This is this is not the end-all, be-all, oh, we're sacrificing everything, take a stand. Like, they are trying to make the stakes seem so much yeah. bigger than they are. And it's just embarrassing. Yeah. It really is. And, and the... Yeah... It, I mean, it's it's not even like the X Men have any sort of numbers on their side either. So it's not there's, like there's like six of them. It's not like army against army. It's it's six X Men versus a bunch of weaklings that are probably just hipsters that like to think that they are. And mutants. they don't really address like are are, are do the X Men just kill freely? Because yeah. Wolverine's just chopping up people. They never really address that in any of these movies. No. <laughs> is how they're displaying how each of them is fighting. Like, Iceman just puts up a little ice shield and people just kind of run into it. <laughs> and Kitty, like, lets a guy, like, run through her and then she's like, throws him to the ground and is like, oh, okay, I guess yeah. that. And then Colossus is, like, beating people up, like, just smacking them yeah. in the head. Oh, boy. Get, okay, before you get back to your pyro-magneto thing, because I know I, I... Tangent. The moment when they all arrive... And, like, the, the dramatic reason, I really like it. The yeah. swell of the score, and then Iceman and Kitty just, like, fall through the ground. But then yeah. they just, like, sort of come back up. And it's like, what? I don't think it, her powers work like that. And, and then he's just like, don't ever do that again. And I'm like, could you tell me what she just did? <laughs> Maybe you should figure out what she did the first time before you decide <laughs> if she's never going to do it again. <laughs> Whatever. So, so Magneto's master plan, I think this is, a, this is after the X-Men show up. And, yes. and his big master plan is, I'm going to grab cars off this bridge that should be in the water. <laughs> I'm going to chuck them. Pyra's going to light them on fire. It's genius. It's perfect. I'm not even going to control whether... It's arbitrary entirely. Where I'm, I'm just haphazardly <laughs> chucking these into this... Convenient battleground of just people just whoop, whoop, and cars are just he's not aiming there's, there's no there's no plan it's just boom boom car it's that moment where the X-Men are under fire and they're just sitting there and they see the little cure cartridge on the ground and they're like, wait, we're a team, right? <laughs> well, at least Colossus and Wolverine are. I mean, I don't know about the rest and of them. And Storm's just like, best defense is a good offense. <laughs> wink, wink. It's the worst. And then both sides know, hey, Iceman and Pyro have to fight each other, so they just sort of go off to the side and fight. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, God. And then they pull the old switcheroo on Magneto with the the fastball special or whatever. Yeah. Which is set up in the dangerous scene. I actually like the dangerous scene quite a bit. Yeah. Mostly because Wolverine's just being extra jerky in those scenes. Like, he just does not want to be there. And there's a little bit with the fire on, on the the car and he's yeah. lighting using that to light his cigar. Like... I don't know. I, I like that moment. He's just That's like, right. I do not care. I don't care, Tyler. <laughs> but but yeah, they, they they trick Magneto. They take him out, and he's like, "This is what they want for all of us." And he's looking at Gene because, hey, Gene's supposed to care about this for some reason. And then Wolverine's like, "It's over, Gene. It's over." And as if on. Mother freaking Q. Those soldiers that were 30 minutes away show up to drive her crazy. She murders all of them and then just starts destroying everything. And the Magneto goes, what have I done? 
I like how earlier your your magneto voice there sounded sounded a little bit like Bernie. <laughs> I think that was, that was good. <laughs> the taxation on these cars is too high. <laughs> God dang it! But um, this movie has the gall to have Wolverine say "I love you" right before killing Jean. Uh-huh. Makes sense to me. It's a love triangle. All I works. can think of is a middle finger. That's like all that comes to mind when I think of this movie now. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's a happy ending, I guess. Sure. Oh, hey, Magneto's got his powers back, and Xavier might not be dead. Hey. Bye. I'm flipping Tyler off. Nobody can see. <laughs> Bye. Also, Bobby may die while losing his virginity. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> hey, no. Rogue's been gone too long. He's already had sex with Kitty <laughs> by this point. God dang it. I know I missed the whole final act, but I'm, I'm back. And oh, and I kind of moved on. <laughs> it was two days. Two days in this movie is like... Don't you know that's all I think about? <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned that, but there, there's a line where she oh, says that, that, that that's all that Bobby, that's all that boys think about, or there's only one thing boys think about. And it's like, oh, it's that kind of movie. Is there anything else? I'm, I feel dead. Inside. I think we're good. I think we've done our due. I feel, I feel like there's some, there's always going to be something I, I feel like I'm forgetting from, from this movie. Yeah. Like just, oh, there's that extra little thing that I could have to complain about, but you guys get get the yeah. the main points yeah. of why we don't like this. Tyler, g- d- do your thing. What's my thing? Your your grade. Oh yeah. So okay, I realize I have not actually given a movie a normal F yet. <laughs> and I realize I promised. <laughs> I realize, I promised that that last F- I gave would be the last one for a while. It wasn't. This when movie... was that last one? What was it? Uh, it's, uh, uh, Spider-Man 3. Okay, that was the last one. Yay. Sounds good. Whoop-de-doo. This movie is also getting an F-. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that X-Men 2 was... It really is... It, it is a lot for me a lot like Spider-Man 3, too, where, where it's, it's like... The second installment is getting to a really new high for superhero movies and for for this franchise. And it's like, okay, we're really rolling now. We could do something great here. We are going to instead fall flat on our faces, ruin all of the the resources at our disposal, make a crap movie that destroys the the characters that you built up and just craps all over what the, the, the comics represent. I, I swore to myself that I would never do this because I think your F minus system is a bunch of bull. I'm, I'm going to go with it the, just once because my blinding fury for this movie that's, will never leave me. That's a slippery slope, my friend. It is a slippery slope. Just once. I, they say just once. <laughs> it's like Batman's no kill rule. If I do it once, I, I, I'll just end up murdering everyone. Correct. You'll just end up giving everybody oh, an F minus. This makes me remember the one thing I was I was trying to remember. When Magneto, when he saves Mystique and them on the truck, beforehand he the cars that are like driving in front and behind the truck yeah. with the cops or whatever inside, the government agents, he just completely like crushes those cars and like destroys them, killing yeah. the people inside. But Mystique gets shot with the cure thing, and his first response when they get back to hipster base. And he's just holding the cure gun. He's like, I told you they would draw first blood. <laughs> no! You murdered those men before she was anywhere near getting shot Didn't by that Didn't he also murder... murdered? Oh, and she murders the security guard inside by snapping his neck. At what point does Magneto escape? Is that in the second movie? Yes. Okay. And he pulls the metal out of the guy. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty cool scene. I don't think we talked about that. It's good yeah, stuff. Though. It's a great scene. Yeah, but, but doesn't yeah. doesn't he kill doesn't he kill some guards at that point yeah. or something? Yeah, I told you that would draw. For- <laughs> you are a serial killer, my friend. There, no, you do not get to use that. F minus. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm taking the risk. I know it's a slippery slope. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it just this once. Yeah. There is... There, there, uh, with with us just you know talking with, with our group of friends and, and whatnot, our, our inner circle, I guess. There, there's a bunch of movies that you guys just know. I I just hate. Yeah. This this is probably top of my list. Like yeah. I. That sounds right. I I hate this movie with a blinding fury. I don't think I will ever get as much as Days of Future Past really fixed a lot of the crap in this. Uh-huh. It's just. It's still a thing. It's. Maybe it's just the fact that we had to watch it again. <laughs> I have a feeling I'll never watch this again now. That's fair. I won't either. Just watch the first two and then completely skip that's, this. That's our takeaway. We will never watch this again. It's, it's terrible. F minus. I'm, yes. I'm taking the risk. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right. The real question is... Is this the worst of this series? Oh, yes. Tune in next week. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes. Okay. A million times yes. Editorial disagreement there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week we're doing um, Borigens. Oh. As, as people like to refer to it as. Oh. X-Men Origins Wolverine. We're doing that next yeah. week. So, yay. More complaining. <laughs> High five! That's a good high five. Not as much complaining, though. Maybe. We'll see, I guess. Uh, Yeah, you can find us uh, through email with herecomethesequels at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitter at hctsequels. And you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. And that's the only only, uh, social media you'll ever need. So... Yeah. Even though nobody responds to any of those. <laughs> I, I hate this movie. I know nobody. I, I, I don't want it. The worst part is that Brett Ratner is just like, no, screw everyone, I'm right, this movie's great. <laughs> of course he is. Like, that's that's the, the, the impression I've gotten. from. I want to know what he thinks of Days of Future Past. Yeah. And just like the complete middle finger to him. It's just like, no, we're fixing... This is all your fault. Yes. It's it's really not his fault. He he is the figurehead from yeah. which I place all the the blame really goes to Fox. Yeah. And the fact that they were not willing to wait on Brian Singer. It was stupid for Brian Singer to leave just because he loves Superman more than anything else, apparently. Mm. All parties involved were idiots. <laughs> that is the moral of the story. Just like the movie. Da 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 da. Alright, that's it for today. Stay rogue, people. What? You look dead. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.